Welcome to That Happiness Show. I am Gemma Fassett, host and creator. I bring you my 25 years experience in finding happiness. You are the creator of your reality and thus you do create your happiness too. This is no longer about chasing the dream, but learning to stand in your power and receive. I am frequency expert, artist, teacher, and grateful mommy, here to guide you with the tools, ideas, and education around raising your frequency, learning to be present, and finding the happiness you deserve. Thank you for joining us. Yay, welcome. This is Gemma, and I'm so excited to be here with you today. There's some good stuff we're going to chat about. Now, it'd be great if you're chit-chatting with me. But you know, in my head, I actually see myself chit-chatting with my friends um, about this because I feel like I've been inspired to talk about something that is a universal experience, but we never talk about it, ever. Like, And it is so super cool, and we downplay it, and we brush it under the table, and boom, it's lost. It's lost wisdom. So this is exciting. And you're like, what are we talking about? What are we talking about? I know. I know. I can't wait to tell you. I wish there was like three of me talking at the same time. How crazy would that be though? So what it is that we are going to discuss is how every aspect of your life, like all these different wonderful aspects. And let me, um, you know, like experiences, all the jobs you've had, uh, not just jobs, but let's see, um, the jobs, yeah, I, I mean, jobs and skills you've learned. And it doesn't matter if it was like, even just a little Joe job, I don't care. Like all of the, all of your experiences have built up to this now moment. And um, I was taking a peek at a Sark book called Make Your Creative Dreams Real. An awesome book. She is just one of my heroes. And she, she is saying something that, okay, so in my life, one of my gifts, and I'm sure everyone has this gift. <laughs> it's nothing like that special. But I feel like this has been, I have been conscious of this gift since I was a wee little one. And that is seeing things like jump out of reality that are moments that become like part of my archive, part of my conscious archive. And they're put like kind of into an unconscious bin where I don't know why I have it, but it's there. But then it becomes very conscious when I want to tap it. And so this started when I was young because I used to um, take photographs of mundane moments in my life. And then I would remember that mundane moment like years later and be taking a pic when I was taking another picture of a mundane moment and noticing that the time between the two seemed insignificant. And that was like how I originally started to experience this. But since then, I've experienced it where... Um, all the pieces that are like something go into the same file. So this actually has a file, this uh, talk that we're doing, it has a file, go figure. And um, one of the, I mean, I was experiencing throughout my life, all of my experiences. Now this is the beautiful aspect and this is what I wanna bring to you today. Aside from just recognizing that you can put the pieces of your life together and see how they formulate. But the best way to do that is to find what positive outcome came from each event, each experience, job, 
opportunity. You want to look for that, but we've been trained to look for the negative. We've been trained to look for why it failed or why we, why we had to abandon it or why we couldn't stay with it. When in reality, it was probably there to be that moment to catch that tool, that miracle, that moment, you know, like we were meant to catch that and you probably did catch it, but because you haven't focused with the right attitude on that situation, you didn't pull it out and move forward with it. You didn't get the golden nugget. That's I used to call these gold coins. Events in our lives give us gold coins. And they just like, like I have this imagination that when I have that aha moment, um, this coin just appears out of the ether and drops into my hand. It's like, ching, you know, like um, in a video game, like uh, Mario Brothers or something. So I love... I love being the investigator, the Sherlock Holmes of my life because it it creates like momentum and for magic to happen. <laughs> so far so good. Okay, so let me tell you, I was uh inspired to call a mother of this young man I had met who completely inspired me and so I followed the I followed the dots to his mother and called her on the phone and chatted with her. And she was telling me about what she does now and how she's very, very busy. And, but she's very busy doing her passion. And she was in her like, maybe late fifties, maybe, and our mid fifties. And she was telling me this and I thought, wow, you know, like how awesome. And she went on to say that every job she ever had brought her to this moment. And none of the jobs seemed alike. She had a job in advertising. She had a job in, um, in, in hotel management or something. I, it's just like, she had all these different jobs, uh, being a cook and all this different stuff. And now in her life, she runs an inn and additionally, she is co-founder of an art cooperative. Now, because she is also an artist, her husband's an artist, and I just thought, how amazing. You know what? I'm so inspired. I'm going to have to call this woman and have her as a guest on that happiness show because she is definitely awesome, and I, I am going to do that, and I think I'm going to have her son on too another day. I'm going to Got to make a list. Got to make a list of guests because we are going to start having guests soon. My guest talks are going to be a lot longer. They're going to be upwards of an hour because I really want to be able to go deep with them. And I feel like I can go deep rambling, you know, with uh, inspiration and wisdom from all that is. But for uh, two people to share, I feel like there has to be organic, you know, transitions and we want to go deeper. So we want more than one topic. And I feel like I'm going to give you more with that. So I'll be giving you our talks and you can save them or listen when it works for you. Isn't this exciting? We are expanding. This is what expansion feels like. I don't know if you can feel it, but I feel like I've like jumped into an ice cold river and um, I'm just like wicked alert and alive and bright and clear. And it's just so, oh my God, this is so much fun. So Let's get back to this because you are all about, you are all about, this is super cool. You are all about finding those pieces of your life. Now, this is what I would love for everybody to do. If you could even just turn off your recorder right now, um, I pause this because it's not live, so you could pause it and then 
Make a list. Go back to when you were just a wee kid. Oh my gosh. Go back to when you're a wee kid and write down all of the the jobs, even the ones you made up. It doesn't matter. Write down everything you've done. Like one of my jobs I made up and I got to give myself a lot of credit for being super creative. Like I was dealing with money issues very young. So I remember I was like nine years old and I got the great idea to take all of the coupons, like collect coupons, because you know people were really big into coupons, collect all coupons and then go out and sell them for like a tenth of the value on the coupon. To, to neighbors, like, <laughs> because I got to tell you, I didn't get any money, zero money. So for me to get pennies and dimes and all, that was a big deal. And it added up for me, you know, like it felt like something, but it also like my parents did not help my brother and I, my brother's two years younger. So he was seven and he would tag along and do things with me. But most of the time it was my ideas. And um, we usually didn't get very far. And I think the reason we thought we could do it was because in school, they they coached us to go door to door and sell chocolate bars. So I just thought, what the heck, I can be an entrepreneur. I didn't know the word entrepreneur. I didn't even know that word too much later, but I knew that I wanted to uh, be, um, you know, create my own work. Like I wanted to create a job for myself. So we did that, that didn't go so hot, but it was the idea, right? It was just this idea of of selling something of value to someone else. And then we had this beautiful, like rambling rose bush. Like it was massive. It was huge rose bush. It was wild on the side of our house. And then falsely, falsely, I'm going to say, cause I was young, we got the idea that we would sell rose bushes and we were clipping the flowers off and putting them in a pot of dirt. And we were going to sell those. I don't think we got very far with that, but I also think it was well-intentioned. We really thought they would grow. And, um, no, so that didn't work, but all of these, I can sit down and I can write down all of these things, all these jobs and these creations, and I can look at how, what it gave me as a skill or what it gave me as the next idea or the people I met or, um, what it showed me about myself. I mean, this is huge. Our passions, our are our guidepost, you know, for where we're going. Now, if your passion is helping others and then um, you get a job in a textile factory, if that doesn't align with helping others, it's going to feel like very dissociated, you know, and we live in a world that offers us so many jobs that we could do for our life, that we could barely make ends meet or make ends meet, but are not going to fulfill us. They're not going to fulfill us because we weren't meant to stop there. At one time, people were all about like, you know, the 1950s, leave it to Beaver family, get your job, stay at the job for 20, 30 years, and then get your pension and retire. And I think that was a very limited mindset. And this is what I'm running into today is people who are having hangups with their belief about retirement because it isn't leave it to Beaver. All right, you aren't going to sit home and read a paper and go through some uh, abbreviated like nonsense of a schedule without any creative anything in it as retirement. That is not retirement. That is like death. 
because we are born co-creators. So we have at our fingertips this ability to one, rewrite what retirement means to you. All of my heroes who, all of my heroes, right, who are retirement age are doing their next careers. They're doing their next lives. They're, they're phenomenal and, and they inspire me and they're beautiful and I love watching them. It's funny because I have one friend who is in the process of like, I, I you'd call it real, real estate investing more or less, you know, but it's, it's kind of like, um, it's not a joke, but I guess he is actively fixing up a place to sell it, you know, like a third residence or something like that. And, and that is basically flipping, right? So it's like, he's retired, but he's taken on this job of flipping this place. And and I think that's so super exciting. And the activity and the action of that is so rewarding, you know, to be creating something for someone. And it's, it is for himself. He always meant to do this, but he's going to be selling it to someone who's going to really love living there. And he is loving, he loves this place and he's putting all this love into it. So I just, you know, amazing. And he's tapping into all of his experiences, all the people he knows to get like insight, like, how do I do this? What do I do? Mm. Oh my gosh. I made cinnamon, cinnamon coffee. <laughs> so I, okay. So let's see. I had another friend who retired. Well, she, see, none of these people are formally retired. They all have, they all are doing what they're passionate about. And that is my point. You can leave behind what you built or had to go with. Now, see, this is still another generation. So there's a generation that did build their businesses, followed it through to retirement, and then they're phasing out of that job, career, or business they built. But guess what? Now they're doing something that they're, they're even more passionate about. Now, those people, what I find... This is not the newer version person. Like this is the the older version person in their 60s, going on 70 maybe. Yeah. So these are the people who really were committed, right, to following through. And they were creators and they created within the parameters of the business or career that they committed to. Now, the newer age mentors that I'm having these are people who are basically living retired now. And retirement for me is without any expectation of outcome, living in your passion, doing your passion, and receiving for your passion. All right. And passion could be passion, it could be um, it could be calling. All right. So ah, oh, so exciting. So people like Leonie Dawson and Star Kachera. These are uh, two women who I think are f wonderful. They're in their 30s. And both of them I've seen create million-dollar businesses. Um, well, at least six-figure businesses in one case. Another case, definitely multi-million-dollar business. And then out of the blue, just completely turn it on its head. Either they sold the business off to start something brand new or... Uh, they just, they just quit it. They just quit it for like six months or whatever. And it completely redesigned and restructured. Now, 
this is what I'm saying. These people decided this thing, I'm not making a career out of this one thing. Yeah, it brings me money. Yeah, it's a great income, but it's no longer where I want to co-create. I'm going on to co-create something new, something fresh, something completely different. And they've stepped out of the momentum they were in. And basically what they did is they just quantum leaped into another reality where they had another, like we always are taking off where we're at. That is the coolest thing. And when you start to realize that, you will feel empowered to make those changes. When I knew I had to leave Milltown, New Jersey, at first there was this fear like, oh my God, I'm gonna be homeless. But then I laughed at myself. I'm like, what am I thinking? I've expanded to the level that I'm at. There's no going back. I have a kid, nothing's changed. I'm at the level I'm at. We are going to step sideways or forward into an equal or greater opportunity. And that's exactly what happened. So this is what's gonna happen with your work, with your relationships. It's gonna happen with all of your opportunities. So you just have to trust. So, oh my goodness, I, I wanna talk more. And I'm, so I'm gonna talk more because there is a lot to go into here. And I don't know if I'll carry this string over to tomorrow. So you make a list of all the jobs you've had and all the careers you've had and all the experiences that really, you know, are sticking to you. And even if they're negative, even if you got fired, even if it was crash and burn, I want you to put it down because you learn something about you in that experience. So it's wild because I'm talking this out loud. I didn't physically do this exercise yet. And here I am already recognizing that at a very young age, I had entrepreneurial like intentions, like how cool. And I have thought up businesses. I have thought up inventions in my life. And it's because I'm open to that co-creative wisdom that's pouring through. My brother once was, mm, my brother, Timothy was, Oh, so excited about this idea he had to build this robot of sorts or this game or, and I think it was a robot. And he kept saying he was going to do it. Two years afterwards, um, after he said he was going to do this, he still hadn't done it. I actually had this moment with him where I was like, look, Timothy, like he was still really passionate talking about it. I said, Timothy, You've, you've got to go beyond this now. You have to take it to the next level because at this point, so many other people also receive this inspired uh, invention, this inspired action, but they did it, but they did it. So it's already been done. So you have to move on to the next, like uh, just assume you did it and move on to your next great idea, move on to your next inspiration. And I believe that's true. At some point, like there was a woman who wrote so eloquently about it, how she had this idea for a book and she started writing it. And then all these things happened in her life and she had to hang the book up and she hadn't written much. And then uh, years later, she comes back and she wants to write the book and she found out someone else wrote it and it was a fiction book. But the person had the same ideas, the same uh, similar characters and everything. And they had nothing to do with her. They didn't know her work. She hadn't shared it with anyone. So that was like a clear indication that, you know, this is happening. And people who are like a writer who's asking for um, their next book, it's like they're tapping into this like uh, yellow pages of the universe, you know. <laughs> mm. But what is at the heart of everything? And this is what I want you to know. 
is that in everything you've done, there are these gold nuggets. And if you haven't received them yet, you can still do it. You can go back and look at these moments in your life and you can put your hand out and you can ask, what is it about this that am I taking with me? Is it a new skill? Is it a revelation about myself? Is it a revelation about life? What was the thing I learned in this moment? You know, I, one thing I've learned about myself is that I have absolutely no interest in suing people. I've realized this because I've had many opportunities in my life where I could have taken corporations to court and, and people, and it just doesn't interest me in the least. I have no desire for that nonsense. So, I mean, I'm not discounting that sometimes people, you know, have to do it, I, but for me, it's like, it doesn't interest me. And, and so that was something good to learn because then I know this isn't on my radar. This isn't going to happen. Um, you know, that's not an option. <laughs> I'm not going to get rich suing a big company. <laughs> mm. So I'm excited because this whole idea to speak with you today came up out of the idea that people are struggling with the idea of retirement, but I believe they're only struggling because they haven't found that yummy thing that they're ready to pursue when they no longer have to nurture a career or an, or a, a job, you know, to maintain their homes. So it's, it's a lot of times people who venture into this passion and calling and they can find the clues in their life by looking at all the little pieces. Um, when we find those, uh, our passion, our calling, there are many people who are doing better, better now that they found their passion and calling than they did having their career because they finally have let go of any sort of like preconceived ideas and beliefs and programs around what a career could be for them or whatever. They've let go of it because now they're free. They don't have the constraints of, I have to pay these bills. I have to do this. I have to make sure my kids get good clothes and you know good schools. They're, they're done with that. And it's so like sky's the limit. And now the abundance can flow. How cool. How cool is that? Woo. So I said a lot. If you have any questions, please feel free to let me um, know them. All you have to do is check out my number. Um, it's in the thing and just message me or, or call or whatever. <laughs> it's all good. <coughs> so yeah, make that list of those things. And you know what's going to find out. Make the list of all the things in your life, like you did, the little jobs. Really go for jobs first. You can always tuck other things in too as you go if you think of them. But the cool thing is you might remember other things later. That job you had for two weeks. You know, I had a job of cleaning for one of my piano teachers in exchange for my piano lessons. And I slaved for those piano lessons, let me tell you. I should have traded time for time, but I ended up trading like, I don't know. I think she paid me $10 an hour or $5 an hour to slave labor for her. Mm. It was crazy. So um, that didn't work so long. <laughs> Maybe it was six months I cleaned for her. I'm not sure. <clears throat> but um, anyway... We learn, and you know, I cleaned for her, and let me tell you, then later on, I cleaned houses to pay, to get pocket cash in college, and then later on, I um, 
So I cleaned houses during college. And then later on, I ran a bed and breakfast for someone. So those cleaning skills came into, and then later on, I ran an Airbnb. And now I'm going into a retreat healing center. So like sky's the limit, you know, people, it's like also the skills I had or have for maintaining a home, they're coming into play too, where I'm staying with Ursula and Bella. So we are nurturing ourselves and it's important to just look at the aspects and put your hand out, receive the gold nuggets, the ahas about who you are, what you're passionate about, what your skills are. Those are all things no one can take away from you. No one can take that away. So you might as well be you might as well be uh, monetizing it. You might as well be loving it and enjoying it and doing all these awesome things that can come from those things. Yay, let me know how it goes. I'd love to hear. All right, have a wonderful, wonderful day. Bye now. Thank you for joining us on That Happiness Show. If you'd like more information or have questions, you can reach me at jemmafossett.com or 401-699-6142. Private sessions are available as well as retreats. It is time to wake up and learn to love yourself again. Thank you for listening. This is Gemma Fossett, host of That Happiness Show.